Welcome to the Live Long, Lead Well broadcast. I'm Dr. Mark T. Jones, Sr., and today we're going to learn how to develop emotional strength. Stay tuned for this empowering session. First Peter 1.13 Therefore, prepare your minds for action. Be sober in spirit. Fix your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Life has this strange way of handing us things that we could have never ever imagined it would hand to us you know it's not until we're in the midst of adversity that we really begin to realize that we're not really in control of much of anything there are many people that when they come to the grim reality that they are not in control they really don't know what to do with themselves because they've not spent an adequate amount of time developing emotional strength. So today, that is our focus. We're going to focus on developing emotional strength. Now, I got to tell you, um, number one, our relationship with God is what gives us the spiritual strength that we need in order to be sustained when we deal with various trials. As a matter of fact, there's a scripture that says it's the spirit of a man that sustains him in his infirmity. So our spirit really is a powerful, powerful part of, you know, who we are. Um, but even though we are spiritually who we are as sons of God and with all the connotation of that, emotional strength is really what we need most when we're dealing with trials that are outside of our control. You know, I find that most people really don't understand that your soul must be equipped for adversity. You know, uh, you don't just develop spiritual strength in the midst of, you know, life and what's going on. You have to be very intentional about developing emotional strength. So today, what I want to help you to understand is the process of developing your own emotional strength. Now, our opening scripture was 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13. Therefore, prepare your minds for action. Be sober. Uh, fix your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And there are three things that I want to extrapolate from that particular text that I believe are some of the keys to helping us to get on the path of developing emotional strength. You know, the first key in the text is that you have to prepare your minds for action. In other words, you, you, have, to, you have to create a process that you can refer to when you're dealing with things that are out of your control. Because if you don't have a process, then I find that many of us tend to be very 
um, reactive to the situation. We tend to lean to uh, sources of information that are not reliable or that are not really geared toward helping us to remain in the kind of mindset that we should be in. Or even worse, we allow the spirit of fear to come in and we begin listening to the suggestions and and um, and taking on sort of a uh, the illusions that that spirit hopes to bring into our lives. So the first thing I want you to think about is preparing yourself a process for de for developing your emotional strength. What are the tools that you'll need? What are the resources that you'll need? I want you to think about that, and then be intentional about bringing those tools and those resources to the table. Now, the second key that is hidden within the text is, is that we are to keep sober in spirit. And this really goes along with the first key that I gave you. The first key was prepare, create a process. But secondly, be sober. In other words, you have to be real intentional about what you allow to influence you. When you're dealing with adversity or trials or trouble or things that are beyond your control, things that you could have never predicted, you got to be sober. And what we're talking about is being intentional about what is influencing you, because whatever influences you intoxicates you and whatever intoxicates you, you come under the power of that intoxicating element. The third thing in the text is that we are to fix our hope. We are to fix our hope. The text says completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. But I believe a, a, an extenuating principle of that is that you have to place your hope in something more substantive than what it is that you're dealing with. You know, uh, there's a scripture in Luke chapter 21 uh, verse 19 that says in your patience possess ye your souls and that's really what I'm talking about I'm talking about the fact that if we're going to live effectively if we're going to learn to adapt quickly if we're going to learn to recover and, and continue to stay in a mode of productivity no matter what is going on in our lives we have to develop a process for the possessing of our souls we have to develop a process for keeping our souls in the kind of order that we can continue to work from no matter what's going on around us. And that's that's one of the things I want you to think about this and why it's so important to do soul maintenance and self-care and and uh, reflection and continually refining your coping skills, reasoning skills, social skills, negotiation skills, resolution skills is because life happens. And when life happens, you want to make sure that you've already done the work to deal with the adversity and deal with the challenges that life hands you. So you see, it is through patience that you're able to keep your emotions under control. Now, I've talked about patience along these lines before, and I really want you to think about what I'm saying. Patience really is... The process whereby I learn to trust that God is completely in control of my process. That, that's the goal of patience. There's a scripture that said, let patience have her perfect work. Well, the work of patience is to produce a person who trusts. I'm going to say that again. The work of patience is to produce a person who trusts.
I trust in a sovereign. I believe that my times and my seasons are in his hands. I believe that through my relationship with the Father, he has covenanted with me to care for my well-being. I believe he knows the plans he has for me. Those plans are good and not of evil. And he has already determined an expected end for my life. So that's what I mean about allowing patience to have her perfect work. We have to come to a place where we learn to trust God with our process and believe that he is for us. And that's critical also in our processing of the affairs of life. We have to know exactly what side of the equation God is on when we're working our way and even in reasoning our way through those trials. Now, I also want to talk about the difference between emotions and emotionalism. Emotions and emotionalism. Now, we all have emotions. You know, uh, emotional expression is a part of our design. You think about it, what what would worship of God be if we had no emotions? What would marriage be if we had no emotions? We, we, what, what, we would be a shell, essentially, if we had no emotions. So emotions in and of themselves are not evil or bad because they are reflective of, uh, of our Creator's intelligence in making us beings that could respond to Him and to others in a way that is accommodating. But emotionalism does not benefit you, nor does it benefit anyone else. Emotionalism is not a medium of resolution. Emotionalism is not really what, what we need to refer to when it comes to dealing with the adversities of life. Okay, now when you harvest and harness the power of emotions, then you're able to have passion, excitement and enthusiasm now and i, I want to make a clear definition here okay the difference between emotions and emotionalism emotionalism is typified by excessive emotional display as we say in our day doing too much excessive emotional display it's also defined or typified by exhibiting undue emotions in other words, the emotions that are being expressed do not match the occurrence. Emotionalism is also typified by being overly dramatic or uh, attention-getting tactics. It's also typified by becoming belligerent and out of the character of Christ. So you see, th that's, that's an improper use of emotion and subsequently and improper use of our influence. So I, I want to highlight three behaviors that I believe will help us to utilize our emotions in a way that, number one, benefit our well-being and provides an element of peace and security for those with whom we have to interact. So these are three emotion-tempering behaviors. Number one, practice optimism you know I sometime because of the vein that I remain in with my my uh, my uh, social media postings and 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 my messages that I minister or seminars that I teach sometime I'm, I'm accused of um, 
uh, of uh, making things look easy. You know, or, or I have people say, you know, you're always so positive. Why don't you think about this? Why would I want to be negative? Why would I want to be pessimistic? Why would I want to focus on the 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 uh, negative side of things or the side of things that are out of my control? So I say that so that you understand that one of the things that you have to do if you're going to develop emotional strength is that you need to learn to practice optimism. Find the positive side of things. Now, the second thing, and, and I'm going to break each one of these down. The second thing that you can do in order to temper your emotions is learn to express gratitude. You see, instead of opening your mouth and saying the first thing that comes to mind when you're dealing with a challenge, learn to express gratitude. Learn to be grateful. Learn, learn to express thanksgiving. You know, there's a scripture that says, In all things give thanks, for this is the will of God concerning you in Christ Jesus. It didn't say give thanks for everything. We can't be thankful for everything, but we can be thankful in everything. And so expressing gratitude is another emotion tempering behavior. Now, thirdly, and perhaps one of the most important of these three, is maintain a positive self-estimation. Okay, listen to me. You've got, you know, you've got the world sometime against you. You've got the devil against you. There are so many things that are against you. The worst thing that you could ever be, especially dealing with the nuances of life, is against yourself. So you have to maintain, endeavor to maintain a positive self-estimation. Now let's go back for a moment to the first of the behaviors, and that is optimism. Optimism is training your mind to see and to accept the favorable side of events. I'm going to say that again. Optimism is training your mind to see and to accept the favorable side of events. Okay? Now, both optimism and pessimism are learned behavior. And typically you learn these behaviors in your impressionable years particularly in your, as I say, your 0 to 12. 0 to 12 years old is where we learn most of the behaviors that we will use, utilize for the rest of our lives. So that's why we, we have to realize that if you, if you learn pessimism and you learn to uh, reflect upon life and process life through those lenses, you can also learn optimism. You know, there's a scripture in Philippians 4, 11, Paul says, Not that I speak in respect of want, for I've learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I have, I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound everywhere and in all things. I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, uh, both to abound and to suffer need. You see, and this is pretty uh, picturesque of what life is like. You know, we have a basement where we where we go through circumstances and we have to learn how to properly navigate humbling circumstances. You know, we have abounding where where we have harvest and we have times of increase and we have times of favor and the blessing of God is just manifesting some things that are monumental. And we have to learn how to not uh, seduce ourselves into believing that things will always be like that at all times. 
We have to learn that we can rejoice and we can be grateful and we can be thankful and we can learn contentment in all things. And that's part of the process of developing optimism. He says in verse 13 of Philippians 4, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me or strengthens me. In other words, I can handle this. I can handle this rationally and I believe that I'm going to come out of this just fine. Now, the second key, and I want to back up to it, and that is gratitude. It says in Ephesians 5.20, Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. In, in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So you see, we are always to find something to be appreciative of and to vocalize that. You see, it's emotionally unstable behavior when we only voice our complaints, the negative things. So we have to search everything for something to be thankful for. Now, the third key, and I, and I really want you to get this one, I want you to take it to heart, and that is maintain a positive self-estimation. Maintain a positive self-estimation. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, 10, But by the grace of God I am what I am. But his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain. I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Psalm 139, verse 14 says, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knows right well. In other words, Paul said, I'm fine with what grace has made me. You know, nobody can take away from me what I am by the hand of my creator. Psalm 139 verse 14, I, I will praise, which means that's a determination to use my mouth in a way that celebrates who God is and who I am in him. It says I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I ain't no junk. God doesn't make junk. My soul, that is my mind, is convinced that this was intentional and that I am purposeful. I am here on purpose. And that's what we need to really be saying about ourselves. And we need to believe to be true about ourselves because it is true. Romans chapter 12 verse 3 says, For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Now, the text says we are to think high, just not more highly than we ought to. The text says we should think soberly, which means we should possess good judgment about ourselves. And we we should acknowledge our measure. You know, developing emotional strength is no small task. But I find that the reason that many of us have not spent the work to develop emotional strength is because we didn't understand that it, it's up to us to actually do the work to develop emotional strength. You don't want to wait until you're in the midst of a trial, of a tragedy, of a, a, a unexpected situation to try to strengthen yourself. That is the worst place to be trying to strengthen yourself. We ought to be steadfast, unmovable, and always abounding. Listen, I hope that this lesson today, developing emotional strength, has been a blessing and encouragement to you. There is so much that life handles us, and it is my desire that you will be in the very best possible condition to deal with whatever your life 
have hands you and whatever challenges that you face as you walk through your journey in this life. Listen, I want to thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I want to remind you that if you want to bring Dr. Mark T. Jones to one of your events, you can always reach us at 888-538-3577, extension 15 is my event scheduler. You can also follow me, Mark Jones, on Facebook. Uh, My church website is www.centerformanifestation.com. And I want to remind you that if if you'll search my name on Amazon, there are companion resources like Thoroughly Enjoying Your Life Assignment, audiobooks that are there for your encouragement and for your development. Now listen, if this podcast has been a blessing for you to do today, make sure you click the favorite button and make sure that you tune in next time as I will continue to to encourage you in how to live long and lead well.